Welcome to Power Prayer Ministries. This is Prophet Larry Jr., and I want to thank God for everybody that's here. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in Him. And I just want to thank God for everybody. We're going to go into prayer. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just say thank you, Lord. We praise you for this awesome day. Lord, we thank you for keeping your people, Lord. We thank you for our... This episode is being recorded and streamed live on TalkShoe. And Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we take Thank you, Lord. We praise you for all that you're doing. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, I lift up in the flood that, Lord, you would give them, that, Lord, you would give them uh, peace. Lord, I thank you that the insurance is coming through, Father. No no red tape. in and Father God, in the name of Jesus, we even bind up that word. They say, well, it wasn't the hurricane that causes the flood. It was the rain. But in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for the the people in North Carolina, South Carolina, and those who was affected, even certain parts of Virginia. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you. And Lord, we praise you, Father. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, I even pray for the families and those who have lost loved ones through this process of the flood, the loved ones who lost that loved ones who lost friends and family. Lord, I pray you comfort them in this time, Father. And Lord, I thank you for awakening, a spiritual awakening through these hurricanes and different storms that's going out through this world, Father. And Father God, protect your people. In the name of Jesus, protect your people from evil. Protect your people from drought. Protect your people from the spirit of poverty in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, I even pray that your people will not be shaking in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray for peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I lift up uh, the children that's orphanages. Uh, lift up children that's in CPS, uh, uh, different custodies, that, Lord, you will heal their broken hearts, that you will heal their minds, souls, and spirits in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, you will heal them. And, Lord, while many young people are searching for their mother and father, that, Lord, if they, their mother father still alive, Father, that, Lord, if it's your will, Father, Lord, let them meet in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just say thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I speak the blood rights of your people in the name of Jesus. They are rights because, Lord, we are grafted in your image. And, Jesus, your DNA is in us. Lord, we thank you for our birthrights in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you. Lord, we thank you for the victory. Lord, we thank you. Lord, teach us not to be hearty and full of pride. With your blessings in the name of Jesus, Lord, keep us humble. Keep us humble in the name of Jesus. Keep us humble. Keep us humble in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I even pray for the Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Lord, I even pray for those who, who are uh, full of anger, Father. That, Lord, you go in and heal that hurts in the name of Jesus. Heal that hurts, Father, that those who are angry, those who are 
frustrated. Heal their hurts in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, we just say thank you. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that's going to court tomorrow, tomorrow, whether it's a court of traffic tickets, whether it's court of a lawsuit, whether it's court of a child support, whether it's court of of uh, of any criminal matter, whether it's court of divorce, whether it's court of a lawsuit of a company or injured. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the victory in the name of Jesus. And Lord, even those who money that they owe to your people, Lord, I thank you that your people are getting restitution. That Lord, that Lord, you restoring what the locusts and cankerworms and cankerpillars have eaten in the name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I even pray for miracles for your people who need their own home, who need their own apartment. Lord, I thank you. I pray for supernatural miracles in the name of Jesus. And those who who have a home that's paid off and and Lord, whether they're young or they or they are elder, Lord, give them give them favor to find people to fix and prepare their house correctly in the name of Jesus. Lord, I even pray for the widows, Father, that Lord you would protect the widows and keep the widows, Father, and, and financially uh, bless the widows in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just say thank you, and Lord, we praise you. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you. And Lord, I pray for your fivefold ministers in the name of Jesus. That Lord, your fivefold ministers will not, Father, take advantage of your people any longer. Because Lord, I'm reminded of David, Father, that even though those were Jesse's sheep, that David was still responsible for Jesse's dad's sheep in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for the fivefold ministers that, Lord, they will not take advantage of your sheep in the name of Jesus. Because, Lord, your sheep are precious unto you in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I even pray for the sheep that they don't take advantage of their shepherd or their leaders in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, they'll do right. Because, Lord, it's a blessing. It's a blessing in the name of Jesus that, uh, that people are blessed, Father, to, to have a good shepherd in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you. And, Lord, we thank you, Father. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you. And, Lord, we praise you, Father. And, Lord, I thank you for for the uncommon favor for your people. And, Lord, we thank you. And, Lord, we praise you, Father. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. Lord, I lift up our young people. And, Lord, protect them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for the parents. But sometimes as parents, we we do get tired. We do get frustrated. But in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for the parents. And, Lord, you get a parent's strength in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, you would give them strength in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you, Father. And Lord, we love you. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. And Lord, forgive us for being passive. Lord, forgive us for being disobedient. Forgive us for our anger, forgive us for our unforgiving, for our unforgiving spirits. Because Lord, you say to forgive, to forgive always in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just say thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up everyone, Father, who's dealing with uh, mental issues that, that the enemy trying to uh, bring mind-boggling spirits to him. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bind and rebuke every mind-boggling spirit. That, that comes against your people mind in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for wisdom. I pray for knowledge for your people. I pray for prosperity, prosperity, spiritual and naturally. And Lord, teach us how to manage your blessings in the name of Jesus. 
And, Father God, we just say thank you. And, Lord, we praise you, Father. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, I even pray for those who who desire new wardrobes, who desire new clothes, who desire new shoes, and they just want new furniture. They just want new just newness in the name of Jesus. They want a new car. They just want some newness. And, and, and Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless them, your people, with the desires of their heart in the name of Jesus. Some want a, uh, want a permanent, um, a good hairstylist. Some some just say, Lord, this bless me to find some good makeup or some, some good clothing for, uh, for me. But, Lord, I pray that you, in the name of Jesus, it is done. And, Father God, I just thank you, Lord. I just praise you for what you're doing for your people. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus' heart, I pray that that your people will have a hunger to read your word and to pray like never before in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we all, we all get weary. We all get weary. We all get tired. But, Lord, you say, be not weary and well-doing. And, Lord, we love you. And, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to just thank God for everybody this this evening. And I just thank God for you. Um, I just thank God for you. And I just want to tell everybody, do not. I know we get distracted. We all get uh all get um, frustrated. We all have stomach blocks. But do not give up on God. Stay with God. Amen. And, uh, Lord, we thank you. The Lord is saying, forgive yourselves. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. A lot of times we hard on ourselves. But forgive yourself. Or say, do not. Do not go back to Egypt. Sometimes we have different things we deal with, but don't go back to Egypt. I'm reminded when the children of Israel was in the wilderness, they say it was better in Egypt. But how was it better in Egypt? And they didn't get a day of rest. The Egyptians did not honor the Sabbath day. They did not honor the things of God. But how was it better when you didn't get any rest? So, uh, Sometimes in living in America, sometimes rest is downplayed. You know, uh, you can't sleep, you can't rest until you, know, you get what you want. And, and it's a difference between being wealthy and being rich. Wealth does not always have uh, wealth. Doesn't mean uh, materialistic things. If you have a healthy family, a blessed family, and a roof over your head and transportation and things that's needed, that's a blessing. But if you look at a rich man, most rich people ain't have the riches. Look at people, oh, they rich, but they rich, but they blow their money. But a wealthy person, bills. A rich person just enjoy it for the moment. Look at a lot of winners. Yeah, they they are rich, but they're not wealthy. A wealthy person can handle money. A rich person do foolish things. You you can be wealthy making a, a six digit figure. Wealth does not always is all about natural. It's how you handle. It. You can be wealthy in knowledge. You can be wealthy in wisdom. Many forms of wealth, and that'll carry you. That'll carry you further than temporary things in this earth. So ask God. Say, God, I want to be wealthy. 
which are natural. A rich person is a football player. A wealthy person owns the football team and owns the stadium. A rich person is a is a, a, a say a computer programmer for a company, but a wealthy person owns the company. A rich person um, rich person that could, could have a few houses, but a wealthy person owns land and homes. So we have to know the difference between riches and wealth. Wealth goes from generation to generation. But a lot of times when people get rich, it's just for them. It's for them. The wealthy people educate their children, educate their family. Buy money. Each person just spend, spend privilege. Wealthy mindset. Well, I can't wait till I get rich. Now think about it. Most people that you know, they say, "Oh, I want to be rich. I want. I'm gonna give ten percent to the church. I'm gonna buy everybody a house, everybody a car. I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy this name brand. I'm get this. I'm broke because they gave me wealthy person." Educate and say, okay, children, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to teach you how to increase your money. Wealth is, is knowledge. It's not always materialistic things. So I just want to just tell everybody, ask God to be wealthy in wisdom, knowledge, wealthy in successful, wealthy natural things. And ask God, say, Lord, teach me how to be a good steward. That's what we need. A rich is good. A, a rich person doesn't mean they are always wealthy. God bless you with lump sums of money and say, God, I want I want the wealth to increase in my life. I don't want it to Say you get $20 million and it stop with you and your children and grandchildren. They're going to blow it. But you need wealth. More than money, but even in, you know, uh, you know, like Billy Graham and uh, R.W. Schembach, you know, those names, Smith Wigglesworth. That's wealth spiritually because their names still go on. Kathy Kuhlman. Their names still go on. Jesus Christ. That's a name. So a good name is better than silver and gold. Good name. So you got J.P. Morgan family, the Rockefeller. Those names go on. The Koch, K-O-C-H. Uh, they mostly in a lot of your households, like toilet paper, paper towels, soaps, uh, filters. Uh, you know, they are... Wealthy, and you want to start a legacy. Things of God, Amen, Amen. I thank God for everybody that's here. I give God the honor and the glory, Amen, Amen. Amen. So. Pray for wealth more than natural. I'm praying for wealth in discernment, wealth in of the spirit, wealth in the word of God, wealth in natural things, knowledge, standing. You know, you uh, not how. What you have, how you handle it. You know, um, I was going through a neighborhood, you know, a western neighborhood. And I go through there and say, you know, people, you know, you know I say, curtains, 
but after you go through that area, you see um, things change. You say, oh, they finally put curtains up, or they finally got this, or they finally did this. But you got to have a, a mindset of researching for the best deal. And everything is not on sale. But you need it to last a little longer. Last for a while. So, a wealthy person, you got to have a mindset of research. Research. About the same thing ten times over. Could have bought it one time, and it will last you forever. You've been a giveaway. God looking at it. So we're gonna go to Isaiah thirty-seven. Isaiah thirty-seven. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlaps and went into the temple of the Lord. Um, Hezekiah was dealing with uh, the attacks of the enemy. Uh, he was dealing with Assyria, dealing with uh, dealing with different enemies, and uh, then then he dealt with he had some pride issues, and Ezekiah wasn't perfect. But when he heard the the report, he tore his clothes put on his burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. See, when we need Lord's help, and, and you got to remember when somebody tear their clothes, they is torn, it, it, that's a sign like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm going to tear this off of me. I got to get this off of me because I need to get in your presence. I got to take this off. I got to get this burden off of me. I need your spirit. They went in the temple, and he sent uh, Elakim, the palace administration, and, and uh, Sheban, the court secretary and the leading priest, and all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah said. Today is a day of trouble, insult, and disgrace. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staffs sent by the king to defile the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah fish delivered a message to the king message to Isaiah, the prophet, Say to your master, this is what the Lord say. Do not be disturbed by the blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's master. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home. So he will return to the land where I have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian, the chief of staff, left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria. They had left Latisha, Latish, and was attacking Lebanon. Lebanon. Soon after, King Sabriel received the word that King Tarakat, the Ethiopian, was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet their attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you 
but promised that, you, that Jerusalem would not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the king of Assyria have done. Wherever they have gone, they have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? I'm going to stop right here. Stop at 12. When God gives you a word, the enemy will always send a counterattack. And it happened to me. When God gave me a word and God's word came true, I doubted God. And I said, Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry that you did say that. But I got afraid for one time. I said, Lord, I can't believe I've done something so stupid. And then you had an arch. You, you listen to you, know, you listen to the, the things of this world. Listen to that. You go by the experiences of your personal life. And you think your situation not going to get better. You say to yourself, well, Lord, I know you delivered me out of this, but Lord, this is a different situation. And you and you begin to get afraid. But what I'm learning, when God says something, it's going to be done. And even though your enemies, people around you say, yeah, they just don't look too, they're going to do this. And that's why I'm learning and I have learned when you're going, with, going through stuff, and I give God the glory and the praise, you only talk to a few people that have a relationship with God. You can't tell everybody what you're going through because everyone will not understand. And with like, you can get good advice from the Lord, then you got the world advice. And that's what I learned years ago. It's just like people say, oh, you know, I have people come to me, you don't say nothing. I ain't know you are dealing with this. But... It, it, things that you deal with is not for everybody. And God would send people to be a blessing, not like Job and his friends. You know, Job's friends, you must have done something wrong. You must have. No, but God, but when God tells you something, obey God. Yes, the enemy going to come. The enemy going to send tactics. He's going to send letters, threaten letters, but you don't be afraid. You know, one thing I learned about a collector they try to put fear into you to overtake you. Everybody don't. Say, for example, say a bill collector called your house, and you have the money. You have the money. We can garnish your wages. We can do this. We can, we can, take, your, we can take your house. We can take your car. We can do all this. And you're looking at all the stuff you got, but you owe them $200. And you get afraid and find out you didn't have to pay $200. You could have settled for $50. But you got afraid and you did something rational. Well, uh, uh, and then they said, we're going to have to add interest to this and interest to that. And you get afraid and end up paying something that you, you, you could have worked out a deal or anything past seven years unless it don't fall under bankruptcy. And they, and they come to you with a debt that's 10 years old, but you don't have wisdom not. So enemy always come to you with fear to overtake you. He going to overtake you when you're fearless or you're not afraid of. He put fear. He he do threaten. He threatens you. And we notice the people we dated are, are married to. They always threaten us. Oh, you ain't going to find nobody better than me. You better stay here because if... Um, I'm better for you. I'm the best for you. But they're doing you wrong, but you get so full of fear. Like, yeah, nobody don't want me, Jesus. Yeah, nobody want no no woman with four kids, five kids, six kids. Nobody want a woman who this and that. Nobody. But that's but that what the enemy do. Because when the enemy is losing, he'll send threats. He'll send threats. When the enemy is losing, he sends threats to overpower you. And and if you don't know the word of God, if you don't know the laws of your land, you you you're gonna be destroyed for the lack of your lack of knowledge. So that's what the enemy do. It try to threaten you. Because if the enemy had a plan, he said, Oh, I'm not worried. 
already got the contract. Let me know the laws. Let me know the word of God. But do we know it? I remember a time uh, coming up in different churches. People used to, it's just like some leaders come to you with certain things when I was coming up, even through my 20s and even part of my 30s. Some leaders come to you like they have the the greatest anointing. And you you think your anointing less of their experience. And they come like, I'm, I'm the most anointed prophet. I'm the most anointed apostle. I'm the most anointed pastor. I'm the most anointed minister. And I used to say, ooh, Lord. And then you have a problem with a leader, and you try to talk to somebody like an elder or someone that's reasonable. Who says, now my anointing do my prophets no harm. Now that pastor's anointed, and that person's a prophet. But they, but they, but when people say that, they don't want to deal with stuff because they're dealing with the abuse. So what I have learned, what the Holy Ghost said, is no great anointings. Anointing is like a fingerprint. Everybody has a measure of anointing. Everybody, come to Christ, you, you, uh, God anoints you. Anoint your head with oil. Cover on it over. But it's just like a fingerprint. A fingerprint is needed. You know, everybody, you got to have a fingerprint. When you come to Christ, my fingerprint is no greater than your fingerprint. You know, my fingerprint is no greater than Bill Gates' fingerprint. Fingerprints are needed. My finger, the same way with the anointing. It's no great anointing. It, it, I can't say, well, because I'm a prophet, I have the greatest anointing. Or another person says, since I'm an apostle, I had a great, it's no great anointing. So we are all anointed. You know, we children of God are anointed. But we cannot let the enemy, because even though we, we, we go back to uh, King Saul, yeah, even though David could have killed him, but God said, touch not my anointing. It's not. It doesn't mean that David wasn't anointed. It doesn't mean that David wasn't used by God. But God said, don't touch him. I got him. See why God say don't touch his anointed? Because God got him. If anybody touch you, God got them. When a person anointed, and they done you wrong, don't touch him. I got him. It's just like it's like this. You anointed come against you, God gonna touch you, God will deal with him. Somebody anointed come against you, God said, Don't touch him, I got him. And King Saul died. King Saul died. So that one thing I have learned, leader don't do you wrong. The enemy comes against you. God will deal with them. God deal with them other ones. You know, we look at Aaron, the priest, uh, Aaron, priest. Take you, and even though people know their time is up in certain areas, they'll try to threaten you and keep you oppressed and depressed. If they, I remember a person told me, "Go can remember what you did to the prophet," but they was cutting, cutting up. They was doing anything they wanted to. God was still using them, but they were still doing what they want to, and then things started declining in their life. But they were trying to put a guilt trip. Because even in a mess, they thought they were still used by God. 
I remember a man of God say, God is the only God who will fire you and let you work. Some people have been fired. God blew out their candlestick, and they still preaching like they still of God. You have to let God deal with them. But we can, I can sit here and many people have done me wrong, but you know what? God put it in your hand. And then the report going to always come back. And even with that, don't gloat over your enemies. The Lord said, don't gloat over your enemies. I'm dealing with some enemies right now. And I don't have to gloat. God told me, say, I'm going to wipe this person out. And God showed me their name, and he just wiped the house. I saw it. He dealing with some bad. I didn't go to him. So oh, that's because all that noise you was talking about. I don't, I don't have to do that. I let God deal with my enemies. But when the enemy threatens you, it's because he's losing. Trying to inject fear in you, like they were trying to do King Hezekiah. Everybody can hear me? See. Everybody can hear me? Amen. Yes, sir. Okay. Amen. All right. Praise God. Amen. So what I want to tell everybody, do not believe the report of the enemy. You know you're going to lose this, you're going to Anyway, he on his job. But these things I've learned, we're going to go to verse 12. Have the gods of other nations rescued them, such nation of Gozan, Heron, Respire, and the people of Eden who was in Chesalor, my predecessor destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath, the king of Arpath? What happened to the king of uh, Sephardim, Henan, and Abba? After Hezekiah received the letters from the mountain ready, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord of heaven's army, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are the God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to uh, Shinto. Chabar words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Syria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burn them. But of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord, rescue us from the power. And all the kings of the earth would know that you are God alone. And what I want to tell everybody, you have to go in prayer. Because when you get bad news, don't, we, we don't, a lot of us, we go to other people, we don't go to God. We don't go to God. Now, we're going to go down to Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 33. And this is what the Lord said about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside the gates with their shield. 
nor be a banks on the earth against the woman. The king will return to his own country, and by the same road on which he came, he will not enter this city, says the Lord. For my honor and for my sake of my servant David, I would defend this city and protect it. The night of the Lord went out, the night the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrian woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. And the king, Sir Kibra of Assyria, broke camp and returned to their own land. He went home to the capital of Nineveh and stayed there. And one day, while he was worshipped in the temple of God Nishwar, his son, Amalek and Shavuot, Kill him with their sword, and they escaped to the land of Arai. And another son, Ezrahidan, became the next king of Assyria. So, what I want to tell everybody: God is not slack concerning His promise. God is not slack concerning His promise. You all get down for way, but what I want you to do. When a doctor gives you bad news, you go, you spread out before the Lord. When the bill collector's calling you because your car note is due, your your rent is due, your mortgage is due, the credit card is due, and and your children tuition is due, and this is due, spread it out before the Lord. Say, Lord, these are due, all these things are due, but Lord, I'm a faithful tithe payer. I give offering. Lord, I'm not perfect, but Lord, I come before your feet. I praise you. I worship you, Father. Lord, I thank you for bringing me out of this and bringing me and remind the Lord. They say, remind the Lord of of the old monuments. Lord, I thank you for bringing me out of that bad car accident. Lord, I thank you for bringing me out when I could have lost my life giving birth to a baby. Lord, I thank you when I, I was at the work and this crane could have fell on my head, but it went another direction. Lord, I thank you when when uh when the doctors say I had three months to live, but Lord, I've been on this earth thirty years. And you remind God of his blessings and watch God do a miracle. And it's not always what you think he's gonna do, but just obey him. Amen. Just obey him. Spread out before the Lord and say, Lord, my child is acting funny, my my children are acting crazy. And, Lord, I brought them up in a way they should go. But, Lord, they, they went another way. Lord, I spread out before you. Lord, I need money for this. I need money for that. And, Lord, they say this. They say that. But spread it out before the Lord. And watch God will come through. And one thing about God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. do. God will give you an answer and say, just tap the paper. It's already done. Oh, Sabado Kaye. I remember a miracle. This lady was going through some things. And, and she trusted God. And she paid her tithes and offerings. She did everything she could. And she got in a bad wreck. A serious wreck. And she was behind on a car, and um, and she uh, she was she was saying the Lord led her to call the insurance company. And remind you, she was three months lapsed in paying her insurance, and she obeyed God. And you know, the people fixed her car and gave her some money out of it. See, what well, I want to tell you. Obey God. Obey God. But she was faithful to God. She was faithful to God. You know, I remember this lady, and the Lord told us, God going to bless her with a car. And she didn't see it. She said, I did not see it. She had credit issues. She had all kinds of problems. And she was going to get a used car. A 2015 or 2016. But God, and the used car was more 
payment than a new car. God bless you with a, a new car. God did. Not, not God did. A lot of times we get caught up in different things we get, but we forget what God brought us out of. And we, we get in a situation like King Hezekiah. We believe the report of the enemies. But if you if you fight against me, I'm going to take off everything. I'm going to cut your neck. I'm going to kill you. Hezekiah was afraid. The Lord, the Lord said, I'm going to kill the Assyrians. And when they woke up, they were corpse everywhere. Angel of the Lord. See, God will send an angel to fight for you. So do not underestimate God. We all doubt it at one time or another. Because we seem like, oh, Lord, like your promises take forever. And Lord, you promised me this, and I get confirmation. But Lord, we doubt sometimes. Lord, I don't think you're going to allow that. That's not work. <clears throat> Lord, don't worry about it. I'll be all right. But hold on to the promises of God. Hold on. Hold on to the promises of God. Say it again. Hold on to the promises of the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Hold on to God's promises. And why he confirm it through people so you can keep holding on. Yes, Lord. Amen. I thank God for everybody that's that's on the line. I thank God for you. I praise God for you joining me tonight. Amen. Anybody want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, it's important that you do that. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Next week is not promised to you. Give your life to the Lord. Amen. Anybody want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord? Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Open the door of my life. Savior as Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sin. Give me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life. Be the kind of person you want me to be. Well, gave your life to the Lord, rededicate your life to the Lord. Heaven is rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. Amen. Amen. Heaven is rejoicing. I encourage everybody to go to a church in your local area. I encourage you. Um, read your Bible. Start off with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I encourage you to go to uh, attend Sunday school, Bible study, and and stay with God. God God is the greatest thing you can ever have in your life. The first priority. Make God your first priority. He have your back. God to everybody who gave their life to the Lord. Do anyone have any testimonies? Anyone have any testimonies? Any testimonies? Do anyone have any prayer requests? 
Amen. I just thank God for everybody that came on the line. I give God the honor and glory. And I pray that everyone here, uh, you reading a proverb, you know, God got you another reading assignment, that's fine. But I encourage everybody to read one proverb a day. Yeah. One proverb, a chapter a day. Amen. Amen. I Amen. thank God for everybody. I'm coming to a close. Um, if you have any prior requests that's private or personal, you can email me at powerprayer at hotmail.com. If you have any testimonies, I know some people are shy. Um, no people are shy. You can email me. Amen. 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 I'm coming to a close. Heavenly Father, I speak blessings on everybody on this line. And Lord, I speak greatness. I speak miracles in the name of Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just say thank you for everyone will have a blessed week this week. Lord, I thank you for things are turning around in their lives. Lord, I pray for the spirit of obedience. And Lord, we'll walk in obedience to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we love you and we thank you, Father. I speak the blood of Jesus. Our heads, your fiery heads, your protection around your people this day. And Lord, we thank you for your daily bread. Lord, we love you, and Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I want to tell you about a good night. Be blessed that Jesus loves you, and I do too, in the Lord's will. Uh, Lord's will, I will be back here next Sunday at 730, uh, 7.30 Central Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everyone. Good night.